0: Steps into it, passes, caught! Diggs, sideline, touchdown!
1: podcast. I am BJ Rydell back here with my guy, Drew Maholt. And today, well, we've got a couple of developments, uh, if you want to call it that. Uh, We've got a news development. The Vikings have officially welcomed their first interview for the offensive coordinator position in Tyke Tolbert. So we'll have a little short discussion about him, uh, his background, um, and what he may or may not bring to the organization. But the meat of this show will consist of a largely unfounded rumor but um, also somewhat speculative with some real smoke I suppose Um, I don't really know how to describe it but the Kirk Cousins news is uh, flying right now following the Matthew Stafford trade to the Los Angeles um, Rams so we will add to that Um, we're going to we're going to recklessly speculate about Kirk Cousins as well we have our own opinions on that matter and um, about you know where the Vikings stand and what, and whether or not they should even be engaging this type of ordeal. So uh, we'll go through all of that today on, to, on today's show, and uh, that'll be about it. So, yeah, let's get it fired up here with uh, some Tyke Tolbert. Really exciting stuff here. Um, a guy that I don't think anyone figured was even in the conversation. You know, if I had asked you last week and the week prior when we were having our discussions about Clint Kubiak and what the Vikings might do at the OC spot – um, I think it would have taken us a very long time to get to Tyke Tolbert um, as the first guy that the media has uh, released in in terms of the Vikings bringing in for a guy for an interview outside of the organization. So your initial thoughts.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I, you're right. Not a guy I would have thought of right away, but has clearly has some ties to Kubiak in the past. Uh, so, it, I mean, to me, it seems clear based on like maybe some of the comments Zimmer made at the end of the season, sort of the end of the year press conference type deal that he really liked what the offense did this year. Um, I mean, and with good reason, I mean, they were very efficient, um, you know, ran the ball efficiently, also threw the ball very efficiently, kept up scoring wise when the defense was giving up a lot of points, Vikings offense kind of kept them in games. And so he wants to replicate that somehow, despite Gary Kubiak leaving. And so, um, you know, I think We've both said that Clint uh, kind of elevating him is probably the most likely and maybe the quote unquote safest move to make. But uh, I do like that. They're doing their due diligence here to go out and get it and look at someone like Ty Tolbert, uh, who, by the way, current, I believe is what wide receivers coach for the Giants. Right. And looking at him, seeing what he has to offer, seeing his what his philosophies are, and um, seeing if they match up. So uh, I like that they're doing this, not just saying, okay, Clint, you know, what do you think? You ready for this? And sure. Like, it, it's they're doing more than that, which I like. And I kind of didn't really expect it. So I welcome it. Uh, and again, I don't know much about the guy. Just that he has some ties to, to Kubiak in the past and that he's currently or has been serving as Giants wide receiver coach.
1: So this isn't a guy that I was familiar with up until someone brought the name up, period. Um, I know he's been in the league for a long time, but I did my due diligence myself uh, because I want to know who potentially will be the next Vikings offensive coordinator. And you're right. The most notable era of his career is that nine year period when he's coaching um, alongside Gary Kubiak with the Denver Broncos, of course, going to a super bowl and also winning a super bowl during that period of time. So he has success in that regard. Now let's talk about individual performance. Think about the receivers that he coached um, during that era. Demarius Thomas being a good one. I think Eric Decker is probably a great prize in terms of a guy that he developed into being someone who was, you know largely regarded as an afterthought in the draft process. Thought maybe, hey, this guy could be you know a special teamer, someone that's you know good on third downs and four or five wide receiver sets. But you know, he became a superstar, and that was uh, that was under your guy Tyke here. So, um, that's good news. Uh, probably the most notable thing, and I imagine if he gets hired, then the name that'll swirl around the most um, is working with the Cardinals back when Anquan Bolden was a rookie. Um, of course, Al- Anquan Bolden had before uh justin jefferson's year this season um, the most prolific rookie season outside of randy moss so um, good company there um, in terms of the players that he has coached um, he has also been a part of some organizations that have not done so well um, i saw that i saw that he's had one year a couple of different one-year stints um, one with the carolina panthers with a leading receiver that year was steve smith with 546 yards um, so there's good and bad, um, like any coaching career. I mean, I could dig deep and find bad things about literally anyone. It could be Bill Belichick, and we can all do that one pretty easily. So uh, my point being here is he's got a long history, which means he has plenty of experience, plenty of experience working within this system specifically um, that the Vikings are trying to run. But more importantly, and I think something that Drew and I were both crying about when we were talking about you know, the idea of just promoting Clint Kubiak immediately was you know, bring in some innovation. This guy definitely comes from multiple different organizations that, yes, they run the same scheme in principle uh, but the style may be different the call the calling of plays I have no idea what his history his history doesn't really give credence to what type of play caller he will be I mean you know what type of system he's going to call but like you know is he going to call a run on first down every single play like we have gotten used to as Vikings fans this is a wide receivers coach we're talking about here which is interesting because Dalvin Cook has been the focal point of your offense and now you're saying after Justin Jefferson's year alongside Adam Thielen maybe we shift back to passing the ball a little bit more um, it's just interesting that you'd hire a career long wide receiver coach to call plays. Cause I imagine that while his philosophy is similar to Kubiak and Clint Kubiak by, you know, by transitive property, uh, it probably focuses a little bit more on wide receivers and how you can manipulate your stars in that regard. So That's something that I'm interested in, and I'm sure that's something a lot of you guys are interested in that want to see the Vikings move more towards 60-40 in favor of the pass, as opposed to being stuck in the 70s and 80s and running the football down team's throats to a point where you can't really cover your losses. Um, Coming off of this year, it seems like a great move. Um, Something also to keep in mind here, though, is who was reported. Um, Keep in mind the Rooney rule is in effect. Um, Every NFL team is required to hire a, quote, minority candidate every single cycle. Um, That's the first one being reported. I have to ask that question immediately. Is this simply, you know, to get that out of the way? Um, I think that Tyke Tolbert's history speaks for itself. um, And I think that, you know, he looks like a very quality candidate. But it will be a little bit annoying, and I'm sure we'll hear about it from activists and everyone else, if the Vikings bring this guy in for an interview and then tomorrow they hire Clint Kubiak. It would just be a matter of a due diligence hire, which is something I hope the Vikings aren't doing. Um, You know, it's good to bring in outside candidates, but it's also good to bring in realistic candidates that you're not just trying to fix into a rule. That would really annoy me as a fan, as a football analyst, and as someone that believes that the Rooney rule should be in effect for good reason. Um, It's just something to consider, um, something to keep in mind here when you're looking at, you know, what is released by the media and what's released by the team, by proxy, and what is, you know, kept in, in house. I'm sure the Vikings have already talked to a couple other candidates, but keep in mind, this is the first one that gets released. It's just something that pops in my mind, something that you may want to consider as a fan or, you know, someone who's interested in kind of the progression of the NFL and towards, in terms of getting more coordinators that are, you know, of African-American, American American descent or Asian descent or whatever it may be. Um, Just something to consider. And, you know, it's coming to Minnesota here because of the, you know, the fact that they have that vacant position. So a little bit on Tyke Tomlinson, any kind of, thoughts you know with regard to what he brings you know outside of you know just being a kind of a, a you know uh someone that worked under Kubiak and might have some you know innovation from his time away from being with Kubiak
0: I'm just I'm interested in his I mean, think we're never really going to know this I don't think unless of course he is hired um is the is the run pass philosophy um and I'm, I'm sure under Zimmer you know there'll be sort of a kind of a uh you know an emphasis already kind of uh, ingrained into the the system here to run the ball a little bit just based on what Zimmer wants but I, I hope there's some sort of a, a pushback a little bit there regardless of who's hired I mean if it's Kubiak great uh, if it's I mean Clint Kubiak that's fine uh, but whoever it is I just I want a little bit of pushback there and you know if you know wide receivers coach uh, formerly a college wide receiver at LSU and uh, Tyke Tolbert so I mean I mean, he, clearly he has a little bit of a, maybe a bias towards the passing game, you know, a passing philosophy, maybe. Um, of course, I don't, other than that, I don't really know a whole lot. So, uh, but I, I, I like that they're, you know, going out there being creative with the hire here, trying to find that diamond in the rough, because I mean, to to an extent, there's no telling sometimes really where that can be. So, um, you know, I'm, I am I like that they're, I really hope they give him a, a, a deep look here. So uh, that's all, I mean, otherwise that, that's the extent to, to what I know here.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I hope that, I hope that some of the founded beliefs by his former players who have, you know, spoken highly of him, you know, I hope that carries some weight as well. He's got some nice ones. You know, Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. is in there as well. So, um, you know, there's real historical precedent to suggest this guy might be onto something and he could bring something new to the organization. I'm sure the Vikings will look deeply into that. Um, And we'll, Maybe we'll know by next week who the next OC is going to be. But until then, uh, we can focus on the guys that are here, um, yeah. at least for speaking now.
0: Of, speaking of wide receiver coaches, Keenan McCardell uh, I like it, yeah. joined the Vikings as wide receivers coach. Uh, interesting move there. And I know somebody brought up um, uh, Stefan Diggs. Uh, as, so back, I think he was the coach at Maryland when Diggs mm-hmm. was there. And Diggs had something along the lines of the best wide receivers coach he's had. Uh, so clearly he knows his stuff. He's been coaching for a while now um, in a role similar to that. So, uh, I mean, I like I like the hire as someone that's not, you know, I don't know Keenan McCardell personally or have a ton right. of experience other than the fact that he was a really good player uh, in the NFL. But uh, I like that. Uh, so that's another, I guess, potential, you know, something we probably should mention during this whole ordeal for yeah. talking about coaching uh, right. changes whatnot. Uh,
1: and it's also worth mentioning, just in the same breath, that he's coming from Jacksonville. Keeping in mind, of course, that Jacksonville has produced, you know, four or five guys that kind of came out of nowhere with subpar quarterback play. Um, I understand Allen Robinson is is obvious, right? He was really good, and everyone thought he was going to be really good. But there's other names down there too that have, you know, have have excelled in roles where you didn't really expect him to. How about DJ Chark? Um, a guy that I think had some. You know level of credibility coming out of college but I don't think anyone thought that he would be a number one um, and you've seen other guys shine down there as well so in- interesting hire someone that brings something new again I'm into that that's big for me uh, especially for my you know um, coaches that aren't your coordinator position or your head coaching position bring in someone who just has different ideas so that when you're sitting in the meeting and you're just talking about the same thing for the 400th time someone else is like hey what if we did this That's when things change and that's when you get some innovation um and that really helps you know the progression of this team who you know we have been annoyed with for at least two or three years now about just the failure to try to get into the you know the new world nfl of passing the football more bringing in a guy like keenan mccardell suggests that maybe they're interested in doing something like that so um, just something to consider as we continue to do our kind of our coaches focus here um try to figure out what the vikings are going to look like next season but um, until then, uh, let's talk about Kirk Cousins. Um, and like I said at the top of the show here, everything that we're going to be doing here is speculation. Um, there have been a couple of people who have brought up uh, mention of Kirk Cousins being dealt to San Francisco. Uh, reporters, people who have who say they have inside information. And there's also people that are you know a little bit more credible. Some people are a little bit less credible. But there's a, a lot of news circulating. Nothing from Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport or the big names where it's like, once you know they say it, it's set in stone. Nothing from them yet. But there has been plenty of news circulating about potentially, you know, a second, a fourth. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo was the, the base trade that I had heard the Vikings were not interested in. I've also heard that the Vikings are – have explicitly stated that they will not trade Kirk Cousins. So my point being here is there's a lot going around. I don't have answers. Drew doesn't have answers and we're not going to pretend to, but we're going to play around with what we think we Mm -hmm. may or may not know here. Um, And this is largely as a result of the Matthew Stafford trade to the LA Rams that happened this past weekend, since we last spoke to you. Um, Of course, Jared Goff going to Detroit a couple firsts involved and a third round pick kind of set the precedent for what a quarterback to for quarterback trade may or may not look like. Um, of course, the the easy move here is to is to pivot into Deshaun Watson, but we live in Minnesota, so instead we're going to pivot to Kirk Cousins. So, having said all that, what do you think? What's you know, do you like the idea in thought? Do you think it's realistic? Um, how much do you believe these news that rumors that are circulating? And I guess bottom line, does trading Kirk Cousins here for draft picks as you know the bottom line, does that make sense to you?
0: uh there's a couple different angles to go about this okay so number one the vikings direction as a franchise uh they have recently extended kirk they have recently extended spielman they have recently extended mike zimmer uh for you know a while i've been sort of harping on the fact that those three are tied together and that's part of the reason why i feel like a trade here is super super unlikely it would take a massive haul uh, for Kirk to leave and for you know Spielman Zimmer et cetera for this team to kind of abandon sort of abandon that right and sort of admit that they were wrong about Kirk Cousins essentially is what that would be. Uh, so and that's and that's you know, essence. I I don't believe a trade is going to happen, but if it does happen, uh, where San Francisco, for example, and by the way, I fully believe that San Francisco is interested, um, regardless of who tweets it or who doesn't tweet it. I believe they're interested because there's been a lot of, uh, you know, evidence to suggest that Kyle Shanahan really likes Kirk Cousins and they clearly could use an upgrade at quarterback. Right. I I believe Kirk would be a significant upgrade compared to Jimmy Garoppolo in that respect. Um, But if a trade were to happen, San Francisco were to give up, you know, their 12th overall pick this year and a couple other mid round picks and blah, 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 to get Kirk um, in this deal, then you sort of, it, it, it really brings into question where the Vikings are in their direction, right? Are they rebuilding? Are they retooling? Are they trying to stay competitive? Does that mean is going to be gone because you blow everything up after that? Like there's a lot of questions that would have to be answered in that scenario. Uh, but long answer short to answer your question about would I be interested in a trade if it was my decision in trading Kirk Cousins to get draft picks out of the deal? I'm saying yes, because uh, I don't think this team's able to be competitive now despite you know getting players back things like that i think this team's far away from being truly competitive for a title uh and then you bring in an extra draft pick you have a chance to a you know have jimmy g be sort of your bridge quarterback you can afford him at that point cause he's cheaper than kirk and then you can also draft your quarterback of the future with either one of the, the 12th or 14th overall pick or you can coop them together and move up and grab one of those studs at the top so I say if it, if the opportunity presents itself, or there's a first from like the 12th overall pick from the Niners, maybe a third and a fourth in there something like that to go and then swap quarterbacks, I think you do it and you sort of restart this whole thing and you kind of, um, you know, move towards the future, especially now that you have this superstar receiver entering a second season in Justin Jefferson.
1: Okay. So there's a lot to break down with just this entire situation. First and foremost, you mentioned the validity of it. Um, I don't know. Again, we don't know, but you're right. The Kyle Shanahan where there's smoke, where there's fire type of thing. um, It could be realistic. That's why we're talking about it today. So that's about as far as we're both willing to go in terms of, you know, how realistic it is, but um, it's fair. It's a fair thing to discuss. I think Um, the second piece being, you know, does this make the Vikings better now? I think that the definitive answer there is no, um, unless you expect that two new rookies and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to make this team better than seven and nine, which I certainly don't. Um, you're expecting then if you want the, if you're for this trade idea, um, that, that this is a future play, a move to get yeah. the Vikings in position to be a championship contender and, you know, probably around the end of Rick Spielman's t- you know tenure, um, which would be interesting once again. Uh, that's, it, that's, you know, one way to look at this here. If you're a Vikings fan who believes in Kirk Cousins, you're pissed that this trade trade even you know exists. Um, if you are the Vikings organization, you have to do your due diligence, right? You have to see how much you could get. Every player has a price, except for maybe Patrick Mahomes. I think Pat Mahomes is the only guy that I, you couldn't give me anything just because having him on your roster puts you in Super Bowl contention immediately. He's the only guy.
0: I wouldn't Every... even argue Deshaun Watson is up there too, well, uh, you especially, think so, based, but... especially based on what Stafford fielded. Right, I think it's possible, but that's kind of a different conversation right now. I don't think I think it almost puts the Vikings for sure out of the question in terms of getting Deshaun Watson.
1: Right, right. Okay, so Kirk Cousins is essentially what I'm saying here. To simplify it, is he has some value. Do I know what it is? No. Um, do I have an idea based off of what we've seen from Matt Stafford, Sam Bradford in the past? Sure. Um, and is there a level where I think it's more acceptable than not? Do I want to get rid of Kirk Cousins just to get rid of Kirk Cousins? No. I don't, because I think he keeps you competitive, and he's going to you know, make for exciting football games. Do I want to trade Kirk Cousins if there is a way to get better in the future, namely a first-round pick or two? I'm more into that idea because I think that I'm with you that the Vikings are in a similar situation to the to the Rams. If they get if they miraculously are great on defense next year, I don't know if they have the quarterback to get them all the way. I mean, if the goal is to go all the way. Um, you make this type of swap because you don't believe that Kirk Cousins is that guy. I personally don't. I'm sure there's plenty of our listeners that do. I've seen enough. I don't think he's that guy. I think he's good enough to give you 10 and six, maybe win a playoff game here and there. I don't think he's taking you to the super bowl. So in that sense, I'm interested because if you can get a great enough value for this guy and reset with this draft class. And I think next year also has a very solid set of just young players in general to you know build around. Uh, I think you have to consider it. You have to at the very least consider it. You have to be on the phone with John Lynch, see what he's up to, see what he's thinking. Now, if he comes back and says two, four and Kirk for Jimmy Garoppolo, or excuse me, two, four and Jimmy Garoppolo for Kirk. I think you turn that down because I don't think that's making you better. It's not worth it to me. Um, It doesn't even, it doesn't do enough for this franchise. Yeah. But if you move Kirk and you get that 12, like you said, you can package that and theoretically move up to get maybe Justin Fields, for example. That's interesting that becomes a situation where you're not going to be better next year, I doubt, or I highly doubt you're going to be better that next year, but in two years, you might be, you could be great in a couple of years, depending on, you know, what your evaluation is of fields or, you know, the BYU quarterback or anyone else in this class, not named, you know, at the top of the, at the top of the draft there. So it's, it's a situation where, or do you think it, do you think Kirk's good enough to do it? And I think a lot of us have seen enough. So, does this make sense for the Vikings? I think in short, the answer to that is yes, it does actually make sense for the Vikings. You get the opportunity to unload some cap. You get the opportunity to free yourself up. in I think it's two years with Jimmy Garoppolo's current situation. And you get the opportunity to reload um, around some younger players that, you know, you have your bright futures for as well as some veterans that have four five, maybe even six good years left in them, depending on their, you know, health and whatnot. Um, Do you feel that same way? Do you think that this is something that would truly make the Vikings better, assuming a first-round pick is involved in this trade?
0: Right. I think. Well, I think the key is, so it has a, it has a chance to raise the ceiling, if you will. Right. 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 Raise the ceiling, and I think that's what we ultimately are going for here. Right. So if you're going to trade Kirk, you mean you got to get the first back because at that point you're then making the move to get a quarterback in this draft. Right. And I mean, but i when I say quarterback, I mean, one of those top three guys, right. You know, the obviously Lawrence is going to go one, but right. then I'm talking about fields or Wilson, one of those guys, uh, you know, one of those guys that, you know, looking at from the outside could be a franchise changing franchise quarterback. Um, and so that's part of this move is it's not just trading Kirk because of his contractor trading, you know, trading him to get rid of him because he can't take that next step. It's because you have the chance to start over with another franchise quarterback who could be the guy that gives you over the top. Now, obviously, we know the hit rate on first-round picks, and this is part of the reason, as we saw today, why the Rams keep trading their first-round picks. It's because the hit rate isn't that high for superstar players. It just isn't. Uh, but yeah, I think the Vikings are in a spot now where they it's probably time to start taking that chance uh, to really make a run. And I, when I mean make a run, I mean – make the necessary moves, make the Kansas city chiefs move to get to the next level. What they did a couple years ago, you know, of course, Alex Smith had a phenomenal 2017 season, his best season as a pro. And that didn't That didn't matter to them. They knew he wasn't going to be that super bowl winning quarterback. They made the aggressive move from Holmes and then they won a super bowl. And they arguably could be going for three in a row. If it's not for time Brady going to arrowhead and having the, one of the games of his life. So that's what I'm talking about. It's that move that the Vikings probably should make now after seeing a very large sample size of Kirk Cousins through, what, eight, nine NFL seasons. So that's that's where I'm at. Like, you don't trade Kirk unless you can get that 12 overall pick to kind of make a push for one of these quarterbacks in the draft. And if that's the case, long haul, I really do think it's the right play for the Vikes.
1: So you have to, you have to consider a number of different things here, assuming that San Francisco is, in fact, interested, which I think it's fair to speculate that they may or may not be. Um, with Shanahan at the helm. And I think the fit is actually really nice for Kirk Cousins. It you think about – I saw someone say this on Twitter that Kirk wouldn't have missed that downfield throw in the uh, – was it in the, it was in the Super Bowl two years it was. ago. That would have uh, iced
0: the game. And Kirk Kimi-G doesn't miss
1: that throw. So there is a real upgrade here you know, in terms of accuracy, precision, um, you know.
0: And, I mean, a healthy Niners team. Right. Like obviously they really had good. a yeah. an under like an, un, an unbelievable amount of injuries last year, but a healthy Niners team is a serious threat. You know, uh, it's a really good football team. Yeah, so, so you get that all around Kirk and we talk, when I mean, we talk about things that, you know, the, the situation or the supporting cast that Kirk needs, it's all there in San Francisco. It really is. Uh, it's just, and then plus you get Kyle Shanahan, you know, scheming things up for him. I mean, it's, it would be the, I think it would be better for him. Uh, you know, for him and his career as well in here. Let's not forget about that part of it. I think this would be a better, an upgrade for Kirk uh, as well. Uh, and so he would, he would probably play better. Uh, he would be more likely to maybe fall into Like the, I don't want to say it. I mean, this might be out uh, kind of outlandish take, but I don't, I don't, you know, I, I truly believe this. If he goes to San Francisco, there's a better chance he's going to win an MVP than in Minnesota. And so it would be better for him. I think it'd be better for the Niners in the short term, trying to still compete given what their roster situation is right now. And I think for the Vikings long-term, I think it's better too.
1: So we've established now that, you know, I think the I think the major point here to take away is that the idea of trading Kirk Cousins raises your ceiling. I like that point that you made. I think that's the best thing here because it's, it's facts, because you know what Kirk Cousins ceiling is right now, um, or, I think we have a very, very, very strong guess as to what Kirk Cousins' ceiling is. I mean, he's not getting any younger, unless he does, you know, some Kurt Warner, Rich Gannon stuff. Um, he's not going to miraculously turn into a top two quarterback in the NFL. It's just not going to happen. So we know who he is. So this does, you know, theoretically raise the ceiling. On the flip side, it also raises, it lowers the floor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, think yeah. it's important to make note that, like you were saying before there's a reason the Rams keep trading away their draft picks is because when you trade away a draft pick for a player, you know, what you're getting, or, you know, you've seen real evidence to suggest the guy can make it in the league. When you're trading for a draft pick, you're, you're op- you're opening the door to the unknown. Now it's a very high potential unknown, especially when we're talking about the first round um, and what, you know, what you can potentially get there, but you are lowering the floor. This is a scary, risky move for a guy like Rick Spielman, um, who, if he fails here, he's done. That's it. So, like, this is a make-or-break situation. It's not just, like, Madden where you click A and then all of a sudden you got Kirk Cousins on San Francisco. We're talking about people's lives and jobs yeah. and everything. Well, this
0: is, this is the exact reason why I, I would be absolutely stunned, like, floored if the Vikings were to trade Kirk Cousins, unless it's a massive, like, overwhelming haul for him, right? Um, you know, Rick Spielman is tied to this guy. You know, he bet his... Essentially, his job on Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer, in a way, is doing the same thing or has been. So, it's you know, I mean, for and we should also touch on too, like the ownership of the Vikings. As great as they are, right? As uh, phenomenal as they are, they got the stadium in place. They're, you know, uh, real estate moguls, right? Like they're awesome. Uh, but, but they want and what's best for this team in in terms of if the decision to kind of rebuild, restart, or to try and stay competitive. You make more money by trying to stay competitive. You just do. I mean, you got more games that, you know, mean something in terms of the playoff race, you know, an eight and eight, nine and seven season where you've got a week 17 game with playoff implications, um, you know, in I guess in a normal season, uh, you're going to sell more tickets that way. You're going to have more fan interest. You're going to have more discussion on the internet. You're going to sell more apparel. You're going to do all that stuff. Uh, That's going to be way more appealing to, the owners on a three and 13 season three or a four and 12 season where you're out of the playoff race by week 11 and you know things are going downhill so in that sense that's a big reason i think in my opinion of the way i see things i of course i've never talked to the wills but (laughs) that's why i think they are so such big fans of Kirk cousins because he's not he's definitely not bad enough to bring you down to five and 11, right? That won't happen with Kirk. He's good enough to keep you competitive for 16 weeks of the season in the playoff race, which is what he's done in each season as a Viking quarterback. And I would imagine that would be the case in the future. It's just, I think there's a clear difference between staying competitive for the wild card spot or a NFC North title at 11 and five, and then actually home field advantage, Super Bowl race, that type of thing. And that's where the difference is to me. And that's why I would, make this gamble if presented to to the Vikings
1: so essentially what that means what I'm hearing from you in terms of ownership right is if you're going to trade away Kirk Cousins you better get me a very marketable player and that means probably you better get me a first round quarterback and yeah. oh, more yeah. specifically probably well, I'm, I'm
0: turning I'm turning down second and a fourth too or whatever they rumored right original deal is, which may or may not even be true, but I got to right. get at least that 12th overall pick plus an extra mid round picks, uh, in this deal, because I, mean we should also talk about Jimmy G. That guy can't stay on the field. So right. in, in you can this sense, flip him and, in New England too, well, that too, you can also flip him anywhere Houston. I mean, they need a quarterback too, apparently. So there's other teams that do need quarterbacks and that could also be a part of this. But again, I know you also don't like Sean Mannion being the backup quarterback. So is that something to consider here too? You bring in Jimmy G you better, add a quarterback which is part of the reason why i want i would prefer to go jimmy g as the bridge and then draft your sort of quarterback of the future if you need to both out of this deal if you're going to get rid of kirk
1: so it sounds like you and i and i imagine a lot of our listeners are probably boiled this down to like it's a hard no unless there's a first involved and then we'll think about it that's kind of what what's coming down to here because if you don't get the first this deal doesn't make sense it ends up you know you're not getting enough cap space back to warrant just getting a second and a fourth for a guy that, you know, he may not be a top five quarterback, but he's probably six, seven, eight, nine on a good day. On a good day, Kirk Cousins looks really, really good. On a bad on a good day, day he's, he's borderline top
0: five, I'd say. I mean, yeah. he can, he can pick defenses apart. Uh, that's, you know, I mean, it's again, it's, but it's just the difference between he right. and your Mahomes, your Wilson, your Deshaun Watson, your, Rogers is that these guys don't need the perfect pocket, right? They don't they could they show up in the games where they're maybe not supposed to show up and they win those uh and they carry their teams to victory on their backs. Where Kirk has a very small sample size of that, but those guys right. uh are have a humongous sample size of that. So anyway, there's and there's going to be a bunch more speculation on this for sure. But the Vikings, I think what you said about doing their due diligence here in terms of you saw what the Lions got for Stafford. And in a way, that's kind of the benchmark, I would think, for uh, what Kirk could field in a trade. Now, I think part of this, too, we should keep in mind, is that the Rams are, in a way, paying the Lions another first-round pick, I think, to kind of take the Goff contract off right. their hands. That's important. Um, which is, you know, again, because it, it's in a way, it's a little bit like the Brock Osweiler trade, where I think was it uh, Houston shipped a second round pick to the Browns for them to take Osweiler or something along those lines. Um, so it's it's a little bit like that. So it's not quite a apples to apples situation here right. for right. Kirk, but Kirk and Stafford are, I would say, comparable in the long run in terms of what they bring to your football team. Uh, they're both very talented. I, they're both for sure on the top. Half of starting quarterbacks. So it was a good sort of, uh, you know, measuring stick uh, to use there to see what Kirk's worth. And I think the Vikings should at least be calling because it happens all the time where an average ish starting quarterback uh, is just highly demanded for in the trade market. I mean, Santa Branford's a great example and a team can, can take advantage of that.
1: Okay. So we've established now the precedent, the sensibility. For this deal, right? What needs to happen, what we need to see happen, um, and is it even plausible? We've established that. Now, I think the final question here is um, that needs to be answered when any time a blockbuster trade like this that will kind of resituate your franchise and put you in a different direction is is this the right time to do something like this? Uh, you just mentioned Sam Bradford. When the Vikings traded the first to the Eagles in order to get Sam Bradford, it was the right time to make that move. Did it pan out the way we thought? Uh, maybe to some degree. Kind of, because I think a lot of us thought he might get hurt and that told, that might happen. Um, did it pan out the way the Vikings wanted? No. But is that relevant here? No. Um, well, the question that I'm asking is more just it, the time was right. The Vikings needed to make a move. They had no other choice. That's why the Eagles were able to get a first. Uh, the Vikings are not in dire straits in this situation. They have the quarterback. They have the, quote, asset in this deal. Um, does it make sense at this moment for the Vikings to look at rebuilding? I know you've touched on this a couple times that like, yeah, it, we've seen a lot of Kirk. Um, we don't really know that he can get to you to where you want to go, but you also have to consider that Mike Zimmer's contract is expiring. He wants to win immediately. This is a trade of Kirk is going to push that back at least one year, unless mm-hmm. you draft draft for Brenner again. I don't see a season like that happening from a rookie quarterback, maybe ever again. Um, you're pushing the future back. So is this the right time for us as fans? Maybe we're, some of us might be sick of Kirk, but for the organization, for the Wilfs, like you were talking about, who want to make money coming off of a huge down year because of COVID-19. Is this the right time to make this type of deal?
0: See, I feel like I am maybe more down or pessimistic about the current roster than most. Uh, I just see a ton of holes uh, and a, A lot of it has to do with the depth, right? There's absolutely no pass rush to speak of besides of Daniel Hunter right now. Uh, I think we saw the linebacker situation when Kendricks would would go down, kind of suffered quite a bit, Uh, and Eric Wilson's future is to be determined. Uh, Cornerbacks are obviously extremely raw still. Uh, You know, Harrison Smith isn't getting any younger. Anthony Harris' performance dipped a little bit. Offensive line is not great right now. Certainly the interior has to be addressed um, and then identify where Ezra Cleveland's going to play. And then that receiver, Adam Thielen's not getting any younger. You probably want a third option there that's viable that you can, you know, eventually stick opposite Justin Jefferson in there to take some pressure off of the kid. Eventually, I'm not saying Thielen is losing a step or anything. I think he's still a stud. Um, and so there's a ton of issues I think that need to be addressed, which is why like I, I don't see simply getting these guys like Bar Kendricks. Uh, Hunter getting those guys back Michael Pierce is suddenly going to make this team competitive or, or, you know, an NFC North contender. And with that said, that's why I think it's now is the time, uh, despite the Zimmer deal or what's going on with his situation with the team or Spielman. That's why I think now is the time. I think you got to accept that your team's not going to be competitive this year and just kind of move forward with the future sort of start over. And I think if, if the trademark market's hot now, if there's a, you know, If it's a uh, seller's market, if you will, I think you got to take advantage of that. And then, of course, with this QB class, we have a bunch of studs, it seems like. I would also make this move now. I think the time's right. But I might be a little bit more down on the state of the roster than most.
1: Something to consider here. Uh, Generally, when you hire a head coach, um, most organizations take into account their quarterback's opinion. Um, Houston, of course, doesn't do that. But that's neither (laughs) here nor there with regard to this show. Something to consider here is that the Vikings have not hired a head coach despite having more than enough time to do so. Um, and like you know, we were talking about before, they're just now starting to release names of guys that they brought in for a conversation. Um, to me, I- I'm curious if this type of thing puts that on hold a little bit. If you're like, I want to interview candidates for who the quarterback's going to be, um, it's something to consider because – is the quarterback going to be Kirk cousins or is the quarterback going to be someone else? Um, This presents a little bit of a time, you know, it kind of makes this a more of a time sensitive issue. Something needs to get resolved here uh, unless you do want to go the route of just, you know, whatever, I'll hire the guy and he'll help draft the quarterback Um, that could be something as well. Uh, My point being here is that these conversations are connected um, as everything in football generally is. And I, I think that there's there's reason to suggest that the Vikings might be at the very least looking into this, and I think they should be. I think they have to be given the circumstances around the league. And yeah. I, you know, you're right. I think this might be a seller's market as a result of what Detroit just did. Detroit literally reshaped the landscape of the NFL with that. Team. Yeah, they I mean, they're gonna they're gonna it.
0: stink for a couple more years, but they're set up for you know when they can get out of that golf contract and they do have a couple opportunities the next couple of years, really, they can draft quarterbacks and see how they turn out. Uh, and they've, they've, they're set up for the long haul here um, with what they've gotten in return from the Rams, which is going to benefit them. It's going to be like the dolphins, right? Dolphins quickly turned things around after that. Was it 2018 or 2019 that they had a terrible right. year, brought it back. And under Flores, they've turned into a competitive team. They're really a quarterback away from being something really good, which is again, quarterback way you've heard that before but uh so it's it's one of those where the lines are set up that way similarly and so i think uh i mean it's just again the the, the trade's probably not gonna happen we're nine i'm 98 sure kirk Cousins is staying in minnesota but i think you're right they need to at least look into this and need to at least see what kind of demand there is for a top 10-ish starting quarterback in the nfl who can Put up points. He can put up points. He can put up yards. Uh, obviously, there's other concerns with his game, but there's There's always going to be a demand for a quarterback at that level.
1: Absolutely. That feels like a good place to kind of put a pin in this. Uh, I'm sure these discussions will continue to swirl. These rumors will continue to, you know, go until something is put, you know, concretely and, you know, someone comes out and says something. That's another thing here. No <laughs> one's actually, like, defeated these, you know, these rumors. No one's came out and been like, nah, this isn't happening. Um, I think there's real smoke here. I'm with you that I don't think anything actually gets done. Uh, But I think Rick Spielman is smart enough of a GM where he's going to do enough, which will probably get blown out of proportion, uh, but he's going to do enough to make sure that the Vikings aren't missing an opportunity here. Mm Because If if, if nothing else, this is an opportunity. It's something to look at. I mean, if San Francisco throws two firsts at you, you you slam the phone down, you call the league office and put the trade ticket in. Like you have to, you just, you have to consider the future, even if you're, you know, specifically Mike Zimmer, uh, your contract doesn't align with it. Um, you hope that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, the, who your quarterback is is ultimately more important than who the head coach is. Uh, I think so. I think that's more important who the quarterback is. And so if you're able to swing a deal for the head or for the quarterback, right. Where you get, you bring in Jimmy G as your bridge, and then you have the chance to draft your future, I think that's more important than say where Mike Zimmer's contract status is right now. I think you worry about that second uh, where he, uh, certainly his leash would be shorter in that scenario. Right. But uh, anyway, I we're going to keep doing this. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about all these. We're going to see a rumor on Twitter here in a couple of days and we're going to fire it up and we'll talk about it next week probably. But uh, <laughs> I, I live for Kirk Cousins speculation because of how uh, wide the range of opinions is on him. And so we'll always keep doing this here, but I think we're trying to stay level-headed while also entertaining, like, uh, you know, entertaining what could be and what, you know, really like I want to replicate what the chiefs are. I mean, I do, that's what I want this team. And there's just a lot of steps that would have to happen for something like that to take place. But that's what I want is the the Vikings to replicate what the chiefs are doing.
1: But in order to get to that point, you do need to take step one and, fair question. Is this step one? Is this, this is an opportunity here if yeah. nothing else. So um, yeah, we will put a pin in this for now. And I'm sure we'll be discussing this probably next week. Cause I don't see anyone, you know, putting, you know, fanning this fire out. Uh, this is getting bigger by the hour. Um, and we'll, we'll see if there's any, you know, fire where um, you know, we sense smoke. So um, until then you can find our shows on iTunes, Spotify, Google play uh, stitcher, wherever else you listen to your shows. Um, you can watch us on YouTube. Make sure to check us out on Daily Norseman, as well as the rest of the Climb in the Pocket team who are producing shows, uh, both live and recorded. Uh, plenty of options for content there on, the, on Daily Norseman. Um, make sure to drop us a line if you have something to share. Or you have an opinion on all this. I mean, this is kind of the fun of doing a show, right? Is that we get to come up here and we get to talk about it and you guys get to you know share your thoughts with us, too. I mean, there's no right answer. That's the best part about Kirk Cousins Rumors is that no one's got a definitive answer. This isn't Patrick Mahomes. um, This isn't Brock Osweiler. This is some guy that some days looks like Brock and some days looks like not Patrick Mahomes because no one looks like him, but you know what I'm saying. So um, we want to hear from you. Drop us a line if you want. uh, And we appreciate that. So thanks as always for listening and we will catch you guys next week.